of Christ the King Lutheran Church right here in Spencer, Iowa, and we are a congregation of the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod coming to you this 6th of January to celebrate the Feast of the Epiphany of our Lord. And in the sermon we'll hear what is kind of the difference between Christmas and Epiphany. And in short, Christmas we celebrate the Incarnation. And Epiphany, during the Epiphany season, we see how Christ manifests his divinity, that he is the Son of God in his being man. And so we'll see that starting tonight with a visit of the Magi to the Christ child. Now, this service we are having at Christ the King Lutheran Church as a divine service at 6.30 tonight um, with our sister congregation, First English Lutheran Church, and Paul Caldall, Pastor Paul Caldall, is also joining us for this service. So if you're in town, join us for these services where we're coming together with our sister congregation. They're wonderful services. We'll be doing it again next time in May for the Ascension of our Lord. So if you're in town, come join us. We'd love to have you. But for now, let's go ahead and turn to our Vespers podcast for this evening to celebrate the Epiphany of our Lord with the opening hymn, The Star Proclaims the King is Here. Open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Make haste to help me, O Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. 
Amen. Alleluia. Behold, the Lord, the ruler, hath come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. Give the king thy judgments, O God, and thy righteousness unto the king's son. He shall judge thy people with righteousness, and thy poor with judgment. The kings of Tarshish and of the isles shall bring presents. The kings of Sheba and Seba shall offer gifts. Yea, all kings shall fall down before him. All nations shall serve him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Behold, the Lord the Ruler hath come, and the kingdom and the power and the glory are in his hand. The Old Testament lesson for this Feast of the Epiphany of our Lord is written in the 60th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the first verse. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the Lord's glory has risen on you. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise on you, and his glory shall be seen on you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes all around and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons will come from far away, and your daughters will be carried in arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart will thrill and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea will be turned to you. The wealth of the nations will come to you. A multitude of camels will cover you. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba, will come. They will bring gold and frankincense and will proclaim the praises of the Lord. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is written in the third chapter of Ephesians, beginning at the first verse. For this cause I, Paul, am the prisoner of Christ Jesus on behalf of you Gentiles, if it is so that you have heard of the administration of that grace of God, which was given me toward you, how that by revelation the mystery was made known to me, as I wrote before in few words, by which, when you read, you can perceive my understanding in the mystery of Christ, which in other generations was not made known to the children of men, as it has been revealed now to his holy apostles and prophets in the Spirit, that the Gentiles are fellow heirs and fellow members of the body and fellow partakers of his promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel, of which I was made a servant according to the gift of that grace of God, which was given me according to the working of his power. To me, the very least of all saints, was this grace given, to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to make all men see what is the administration of the mystery which for ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ, to the intent that now through the assembly, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God might be made known to the principalities and the powers in the heavenly places, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him we have boldness and access in confidence through our faith in him. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. All they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense, and they shall show forth the praises of the Lord. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Alleluia! We have seen his star in the east, and are come to worship him. Alleluia! The Holy Gospel is according to St. Matthew, the second chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord! Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who is born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east, and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard it, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he asked them where the Christ would be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is written through the prophet, You, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are in no way least among the princes of Judah. For out of you shall come a governor, who shall shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called the wise men, and learned from them exactly what time the star appeared. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go, and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word, so that I may also come and worship him. They, having heard the king, went their way. And behold, the star which they saw in the east went before them until it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. 
They came into the house and saw the young child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Opening their treasures, they offered to him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they went back to their own country another way. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, to our brothers from First English Lutheran Church, to the saints here at Christ the King, to my brother Paul Caldall, who joins me in this service, grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Also to you, Brother Paul, and to all the saints at First English, please allow me to say, on behalf of myself and all the saints of Christ the King, What a joy it has been to join all of you in worship on Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, and today. And we look forward to coming together again at the ascension of our Lord as well in May. What a joy it is to receive together our Lord's gifts with you all. Now, the last time that we gathered with First English at Christ the King was last Christmas, Christmas of 2020 where we heard from John 1. So today, let us pick back up where we left off and hear again from John 1, specifically John 1, verse 14, where John says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Did you catch that? In one short, beautiful verse, St. John captures Christmas and Epiphany. Hear that again. He says, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is Christmas. That's the Incarnation, which we just spent 12 days celebrating. And then he goes on. He says, We beheld His glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. That is Epiphany. That starts today. You see, it's one thing for the Word to become flesh, to be incarnate, to dwell among us. That's wonderful and it's beautiful. But if there was only an incarnation, then Christ would still be hidden to us. We'd see the man, Jesus, but we would, on our own, never be able to see his divinity. And if that were the case, if we only ever saw the man, but never that the man is God, Then his birth, his life, his death, even his resurrection would be hidden from us. We would be sealed off from Christ and our salvation if all we ever saw was just the man. You see, we need not only the incarnation, but we need the Son of God to manifest himself in the flesh. We need to be shown his theophany. We need to be shown a divine epiphany of who this child Jesus is. And that's the question for us tonight. In our gospel, in our epistle, how does this child manifest his divinity, his mystery? And now let's look at what we have here. We have the baby Jesus. We have Magi from Persia. We have Mary and Joseph. We have the wicked King Herod and the chief priests and the scribes. 
We have Bethlehem of Judea, and in the epistle, we have St. Paul saying he's a prisoner and a servant. And all this talk of mystery and eternal purpose. And when you put it all like that, it seems like a jumbled mess, doesn't it? How does the child manifest his divinity in all of this? Let's take a closer look. Let's look at the words of St. Paul in Ephesians 3, verses 1 to 7, where he says, For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner for Christ Jesus, on behalf of you Gentiles, assuming that you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you, how the mystery was made known to me by revelation, as I have written briefly. When you read this, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to the sons of men in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. The, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. Of this gospel, I was made a minister, that is a servant, according to the gift of God's grace, which was given me by the working of his power. Well, see here what Paul says about himself. He is a prisoner for Christ, and quite literally, at this time when he wrote this letter, he was imprisoned by Rome for the gospel. He also says, by the free grace of God and the working of God's power, he was made to be a minister, a servant, that is, a steward of God's grace. And why was Paul a prisoner? Why was he a minister, a steward? He was so for you Gentiles. Paul was made all of this to be an apostle to the Gentiles, so that by his teachings and his writings of the epistles, Paul may lead the Gentiles to the mystery of Christ. Well, did you catch that? Paul here begins to bring in John's message of the epiphany. Because here Paul says it is his job to shine the way for the Gentiles to the mystery of our Lord. Notice that. What the star was doing for the Magi of the East, here Paul is doing in his teachings and writings. Leading, shining the Gentiles to the mystery of Christ. But now we must ask, what is this mystery of Christ which the star brings the Magi to, which Paul brings the Gentiles to? Paul says it was made known to him by a revelation which he writes about. All of his letters are about it. This mystery which Paul writes about is the same mystery which the star in heaven reveals to the Magi, the mystery of the Incarnation. And here, at the Incarnation, the Magi flat out tell us the mystery of this child. They say, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose. They call him the king of the Jews. And notice the gifts which they give to the king of the Jews. Gold, which confesses him to be the king. Frankincense, which confesses that their prayers are to rise up to him as incense arises. And myrrh confessing that this child is the Christ who is to die. Do you see how the Christ child manifests himself to be God through these magi? These magi confess here that this child is not just the king of the Jews. If that was the case, they would never have come. He would be just king to the Jews. What they are confessing is that he is the king, the God, the Savior, 
of them as well. This is the mystery of the incarnation revealed to us this night, which Paul also reveals in his writings. This is why Paul says, this mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. That is, this child is the Son of God in the flesh who has come to suffer and die and forgive the sins of all people, Jew and Gentile alike. This is the mystery proclaimed to you every Sunday. It is the mystery pounded into your head, heart, and soul in catechesis. This mystery is constantly revealed to you. But this was not always so. Paul says that this mystery of the incarnation and the cross was not made known to the sons of men in other generations. For 2,000 years, consider this, for 2,000 years the mystery of the incarnation and the cross has been revealed. But for even more, many more thousands of years before that, it remained hidden in God for many generations of men. It was only given to Israel in prophecy, not yet fully revealed. But now it's made manifest to us all the time. So then don't get bored with the scriptures. Don't think them a trifle. For the mystery of Christ has now, after thousands and thousands and thousands of years, after many generations of sons of men, the mystery of Christ has now, Paul says, been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit. What was hidden for millennia has now been revealed to the apostles. And what's been revealed to the apostles has been written down by them so that we may perceive their insight into the mystery of Christ. My dear Gentiles, which you are, it is a miracle that we do not still walk in the darkness of our ancestors from long ago. It is a miracle that we do not today walk in the darkness of this neo-paganism or agnosticism or atheism or just plain apathy of today. But we don't walk in the darkness like our ancestors did, like others today do. Because in the scriptures of the prophets and apostles, we have given to us the revelation of the mystery once hidden in God. Understand what you have in these scriptures. We have the shining of the star on Christ revealing our Savior to us. On the mystery of Christ on which the star in the scriptures shine is this that the Christ born in Bethlehem was born to die for both Jew and Gentile. We have left the ancient darkness forever because of the mystery of Christ revealed to us in the scriptures. Paul then finishes with this. He says in verses 8 to 12, To me, though I am the very least of all the saints, this grace was given to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, and to bring to light for everyone what is the plan for the mystery hidden for ages in God who created all things, so that through the church the manifold wisdom of God might now be known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly places. This was according to the eternal purpose that he has realized in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence, through our faith in him. Such is the nature of the mystery of Christ that it allows even the least of the saints, the least of the saints which Paul considered himself, which all of us ought to consider ourselves when we reflect on our sinful nature. This mystery of Christ allows even the least of the saints to have boldness and access to the Father in heaven with confidence 
We can go to him in confidence through faith in Christ. This is to live in the mystery of Christ, to live in baptism. This mystery is what has been preached to us Gentiles. This is the eternal purpose of God realized in the mystery of Christ, that the gospel, the mystery of Christ, is preached to Gentiles. The eternal purpose is that to you who hear the preaching of the gospel, that to you who have been baptized into this mystery, to you is given the unsearchable, incomprehensible gifts of Christ. What are those riches revealed by and in and through the flesh of Christ, manifested by and in and through the flesh of Christ? The riches are these, that your sins, as revealed by the Ten Commandments, have been forgiven. The riches are that you know who God is, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The rest of the world doesn't know that. You do. The riches are that you can approach God as your Father in prayer. And notice what you can ask for him in prayer. You can ask for his holy name to be on you, his kingdom to encompass you, his will to be done to and in and through you for daily bread, for forgiveness of sin so that you may forgive others. That you may be kept from falling away from him, that he may deliver you from the evil one once and for all. It's a treasure to be able to ask God as our Father for these things. And even more of a treasure is that God in Christ has promised to answer all these with a yes, yes, it is all yours through my Son. And you know he answers yes to all of these things that we ask. We know he gives you all these things for which you ask. Because he also gives you the riches at his table where he seals all these treasures in the treasure of the supper, in the body and blood of which we partake. This is the eternal purpose of the mystery of Christ. This was the reason for the plan of the mystery hidden for ages in God since the creation. That the light of the star, that the light of the scriptures may reveal the mystery to you and bring you these incomprehensible treasures. And the scriptures are meant to bring this light to everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. Yet we know today that there are many who remain in darkness. They have never seen the light of the star, the light of the scriptures. Sure, in the past couple months, the world has shown them images of the nativity and a baby born in the manger, but there they see only a man. The Son of God is never revealed to them. The mystery of God hidden for ages in God is still hidden from them. Well, with the star of Bethlehem long gone and Paul long since dead, what light is there for these Gentiles still in the darkness? Where does God manifest himself, show his epiphany in his Son? Where does he do that for them that are still in darkness? Well, Paul says it right here. Through the church, where the manifold wisdom, the mystery of God, is made known. The manifold wisdom of God, the mystery of God, is made known in the gathering of the saints around the word. Notice where the mystery of God is made known, not on the radio, 
not in a podcast, not on the computer, not on a live stream as you sit on your couch. The mystery of God is not revealed or made manifest there. No, no, no. Don't be fooled by the message of some churches during COVID that you can be church outside of the physical gathering of the saints. We know that's nonsense. Because right here, Paul says that the manifestation of the mystery of Christ happens only in the gathering, the physical gathering, the actual gathering of the saints. It is in the gathering of the saints only where the mystery of God, which, is, which was hidden for ages, is still revealed today. The light of the scriptures guides all men to the gathering, to the church. It is the church alone to which the scriptures shine, to which the scriptures lead us. For we cannot behold the mystery of the Incarnation like the Magi did unless we are baptized into that mystery. And such baptism into that mystery happens only in the church, in the gathering of the saints. We cannot hold the flesh and blood of Christ like the Magi did unless we are at the altar, the altar at church, which is the only place where we can partake of that flesh and blood. We cannot confess Christ as our King, our God, our Savior, like the Magi did, except in the church alone. That was not a confession for individuals. That's a confession for the gathering of the saints, which we take with us home maybe, but is to be confession with the saints. It is in the church, in the physical gathering of the saints alone, where those in darkness are led by the light of the scriptures to the light of Christ. It is at the gathering of the saints only where the eternal purpose of God's mystery is made known to us, where Christ's incomprehensible riches become ours. St. John said, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory is of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Only in church, in the gathering of the saints, is Christmas truly celebrated. For only in church, in the gathering of the saints, is the epiphany of God's glory given to us, is the riches of Christ made ours. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
The wise men, beholding the star, said to one another, This is the sign of a mighty king. Forth fare we to seek him, and let us offer him gifts, gold and incense and myrrh. Alleluia. beholding the star, said to one another, This is the sign of a mighty king. Forth fare we to seek him, and let us offer him gifts, gold and incense and myrrh. Alleluia. O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O God, who by the leading of the star did manifest your only begotten Son to the Gentiles, mercifully grant that we, who know you now by faith, may after this life have the fruition of your glorious Godhead. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, Redeemer of the world, we give thanks to you with our whole hearts that for us you have so humbled yourself as to clothe yourself in our flesh and blood, being subject to the law, 
and even in the tenderest youth did submit yourself unto pain that you might be called our Jesus, our Redeemer. O Lord Jesus, as your name, even so has your glory gone out unto the ends of the earth. Great are your works and the thoughts which you have revealed to us. In these we rejoice and speak of your truth and salvation, praying you to reckon the merits of your works unto our faith for righteousness, and grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may humbly yield our hearts unto you. You, Lord, will create in us new hearts and renew a right spirit within us, that we may henceforth serve you in a new life, rejoicing before you for your mercies, which are new before us every morning, ever praising you, and finally, through your merit, be made worthy to celebrate the eternal new year with you in the heavenly Jerusalem. Grant this, most heartily beloved Redeemer, for your most blessed and holy name, Jesus. Amen. O God, Father of all grace and mercy, we praise you that you have revealed the Redeemer of the world unto us poor Gentiles also, and have enlightened us to realize that he is the light of the Gentiles and your salvation unto the ends of the earth. We pray you, grant us divine grace to walk worthily of our heavenly calling, bringing offerings of pure gold of faith, incense of prayer, and the priceless myrrh of patience in suffering and death unto our King Jesus Christ, who with you and the Holy Ghost lives and reigns world without end. Amen. King of heaven, Jesus Christ, we render thanks unto thee that, from among Jews and Gentiles, you have gathered unto yourself a church, and have prepared praise unto yourself out of our mouths. Keep us in the heavenly wisdom which you have revealed unto the wise. Grant us your Holy Spirit, that we may reverently seek you and your kingdom. Help us to follow after your word as our miraculous guiding star. Cause us to confess your holy name before friend and foe. Govern us by your Holy Spirit, that the Christian joy kindled in our hearts may ever increase. Hear our signs and our prayers. Accept the offerings which you have yourself given us, the gold of faith, the frankincense of prayer, and the myrrh of our contrite hearts. Save us from all shameful paths of sin, and let your good spirit lead us in paths of pleasantness. After this life, grant us all to attain that great new year, the jubilee of everlasting life. Then we will be praising Thee and the Father together with the Holy Ghost forever and ever. Amen. Our God shall come. Alleluia. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto Thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey Thy commandments, and also that by Thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. Through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. We give thanks unto thee, Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, thy dear Son, that thou hast so graciously protected us this day, and we beseech thee to forgive us all our sins and the wrong which we have done, and by thy great mercy, Defend us from all the perils and dangers of this night. 
Into thy hands we commend our bodies and souls and all that is ours. Let thy holy angel have charge concerning us, that the wicked one have no power over us. Amen. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come unto thee. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Thank you for joining us for this Vespers podcast to celebrate the Epiphany of our Lord. And you're invited to join us as well this Sunday as we celebrate the Baptism of our Lord, the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. If you're in town, join us at 9 a.m. for that divine service here at Christ the King. If you're not in town, please use this as your devotional to celebrate the Feast of the Baptism of our Lord. We encourage all of our listeners to look us up on Facebook under Christ the King Lutheran Church or CTK Spencer. If you enjoyed this podcast, we encourage you to subscribe, tell a friend, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listened. If you would like to be on our mailing list for the podcast or want to leave feedback, you can contact us on Facebook or at the email addresses listed at the top of the bulletin. That's all for this week. Until next time, go forth and serve the Lord. I am Pastor Michael McGinley, signing off.